Welcome to What Are Sports Tonight. Um, Raj is running a little late. Randall's having some difficulty. So I'm taking the lead, it looks like. Um, here comes Randall back. Can you hear me this time? I got you this time. So I was so worried about sleeping through the show. I set a 9 o'clock alarm on my phone, which we record on my phone. So uh, that was probably the dumbest thing I've ever done in my life. But Well, if, if, if we start at 9, you don't want to wake up at 9. I, I got it. I set one at 8.45. Do you know? Do you have it? Because I'm not sure you do. I got it. I got it. So, welcome to a 901 version of Triple R-rated sports. Of course, we start every week without our illustrious Central Indian time friend, Raj Mehta. He'll show up in the next 10 minutes. Welcome to the only person that's always on time, Robbie Davis and Aaron Burke. Who yeah. generally beats Raj in? I uh, I don't know if you guys know this, but like I, I have a clock, and it's set by Verizon, and so I use that as my guiding light for uh, when to show up for things, when to leave things. It's a pretty fantastic concept. Well, I have now learned you don't set the alarm for the exact time you're supposed to be on the air. Uh, Robbie, been a big weekend here. At- River City Media, we had an exclusive interview with David Carroll on Monday night. He's wrote a fabulous new book um, about visitors, political, um, movie stars, music stars that have all visited the Chattanooga Valley in the last 100 years. And we we had a 30-minute interview with him. Would you like to take a guess how many presidents have visited Chattanooga over the years? Like recent years or in history? Last, this was like history. And this was, they're not necessarily in office as president yet that he documented it. Ooh, so I'd say eight. 27. 27, 27. out of 46. Yep. Including current president Joe Biden, who was here as a speaker in the 1970s to the downtown uh, uh, business council. When he was a a junior senator from the state of New Hampshire, he spoke here. Um, Speaking of uh, presidents, I was telling you before we got on air, I got to listen to a uh, talk today at the Scouts Luncheon about the pilot of Air Force One on 9-11. I believe it was Colonel Tillman. Um, I ha- I think I have the name right, the rank. I believe it was Colonel Tillman. If anyone has a chance to ever get to hear him speak, please go to it. It was unbelievable. Um, just how much worse 9-11 could have been and just how much they didn't know in real time on that hour and 15 minutes. Uh, it, it, it was fantastic. So thank you, Scouts, for putting that on. Yeah, that sounded really interesting. And we were recapping – 9-11 stories, including my morning of flying. Uh, it sounds like he woke up that, he didn't wake up, but that morning with the president's life in his hands. They made a bunch Well, because you remember they were dead. It was not like he was just at the White House. They were down in Florida, and it was in real time, like the, the plane and then, you know, just 
the random things that you see as far as, you know, people, if any of Air Force One summer, people coming to take pictures and that, and it's like what, you know, they thought it, well, I'm, I'm just going to listen to him speak. Uh, well, the one thing I remember is President Bush was speaking to a room full of kindergartners, I believe. Mm-hmm, in Florida, yeah. And, and the, uh, an aide kind of whispered over his shoulder, and you see this this shocked look enter his face. And again, Robbie and I are not very political on this show. We have other places we can do that. But no matter your political stance, that was a day that if you're an American, you will never, ever forget. Yep. While we're waiting on our buddy, Raj, who may show up in the next five minutes or maybe 10 after, let's go ahead and get into a couple of topics. And you brought up a couple of things we want to talk about. I'd like to get Raj on here for it. But the one thing that that we as a, you know, we've talked about as a group, we have a group text of 12 guys or fantasy league that's always discussing this. When the line broke today for, um, Uh, this may be okay. Uh, let me see. Yeah. Hey, hey, I just figured out how to read a private chat too. Me too. Uh, it, it pops up. It pops up. Oh, y'all have haven't been seeing chat. these that I've been sending. No, 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 no. I, I do sometimes. not. Sometimes. I, I was here actually for once. The new studio computer has been fixed, and I am picking it up from a gentleman who set up our uh, River City Media Mobile Command Center that will be ready to go next week. So um, we shall we shall see. This is what we're going to be using for remotes. And when I add that, Robbie, I will be able to see all your private chats and personally chat you. And hopefully bring you in and off camera as you're answering a question. Could be oh. nice. Oh. Like you will be when you're answering the question, you'll come out front and into the background. But anyway, today uh, catching up, Rod. We talked a little earlier about some some other stuff, but we were just getting ready to get into it. On our group chat. Arkansas was released as an 18-point dog to Georgia. And the group reaction, these are 12 guys that at a minimum followed college football fairly closely. There's a couple in there that let their roll tide and get in their way. But besides that, they do know football. Was you shocked, Robbie, when that line released and Georgia was an 18-point favorite to Arkansas? <sighs> I, you know, I think that's a little high. Um, Arkansas has really impressed me uh, thus far. They've won some tough games. Two, well, one, one against Texas at home. The A&M game is neutral, but in Texas, so how neutral is it? Um, Georgia's looked really good, but really, that Clemson win is sinking weekly. And so, if I was betting today, um, I think I would take the points. Um, it's it's between the hedges, right? It is, yes, obviously. That's okay. So if you get three points for home team, 
18. So, um, yeah, I mean, I think it's a little high. I, I, I think I would put my money on Arkansas. I think they're really well coached. I think this is a game that uh, Kirby Smart may play tight in and rely on his defense, which no, no shame in that. That defense is so nasty. But I think Kirby plays a ball control game, lets his defense try to make some plays, and uh, I think I think it's low scoring, and I think it's I think it's closer than eighteen. Rod, who I believe Rod Meta gave us paralyzed time, Arkansas to straight up beat Texas A&M. So congratulations on that pick. But yeah, uh, I, I agree with Robbie. What do you think, Rod? I'm all hogs, baby. Uh, and really the reason why is uh, K.J. Jefferson. Uh, that kid's a monster. And, you know, he left last game with a bruised knee. Comes back towards the end just to kind of seal the deal. We all know how other kids feel about that defense. Uh, you know, just, it gets everybody up. And he's um, he's just a monster. And... I've just been very impressed with Arkansas. I think that's way too many points. Uh, you know, Jefferson can pass the ball. He can obviously run the ball. Um, you know, 844 yards, throwing six TDs, throwing, and then another 230 yards on the ground, like, like seven yards per carry, another two TDs. George's defense is impressive, but I'm not sold on Daniels, to say the least. And Arkansas really controlled the line of scrimmage thus far this year, um, especially against a big Texas team. And last week, uh, DeMarvin Neal, A&M is no joke, man. And, uh, you know, they, they controlled the line of scrimmage throughout. Now, Calzada, the quarterback's not that anything to write home about for A&M. But, man, I, I just, I've been super impressed with Arkansas. Uh, and uh, I'm not going to take them to win straight up. But let's just say I wouldn't be shocked if they did. I mean, Georgia's last three games, so they start off with a hype game against Clemson. I said about what I said about Clemson. But UAB, South Carolina, and a de facto home game at Vandy, they really haven't been tested much this season. Uh, Arkansas has played some tough teams in some tough environments. Um, I, I think they're more tested. Um, yeah, with that, those points, I, I like it. Agree with you both. Uh, that's a little tease for college football. We'll be back in just a minute with including a preview of Lane Kiffin and Nick Saban. The honeymoon is over. Number 12, Old Miss classes with number one, Alabama. A couple of real good games. But let's quickly, Roger, and I'll start with you since this is your subject. Last week we said there's two weeks to go in the baseball season. Now we're here. Uh, those pennant races have eased even closer than it previously was in a couple of situations. The Braves are now out to a two-and-a-half game lead. Uh, the most closely contended of the pennant races, the Giants hold a two-game lead over the Dodgers. Specifically in the National League, let's handicap it. I think we have six games left. Do the Dodgers have enough time 
to catch the Giants. Yes, but, you know, they're not facing each other, which is a shame, really. Um, the Dodgers have the Padres this week, and uh, I think the Giants have Arizona, I believe. But, you know, one thing about the Giants is they've been relatively unscathed all year when it comes to injuries. Uh, other teams, you know, like the Dodgers have had just a tremendous amount. At one point, they had the uh, the most uh, transactions in terms of uh, on the injured list, et cetera. Long story short, Brandon Belt, the outstanding mid-30s first baseman for Giants, broke his thumb. Uh, we found out today he'll be out four weeks. Uh, 274, 29 home runs leading the Giants. Uh, just, you know, him, Brandon Crawford, Buster Posey, those guys have been there forever. Belt's um, a big loss for that team. Um, so, you know, we'll see how they respond. Uh, you know, the Dodgers, that's right, they, they end with Milwaukee, one of the best pitching teams in the freaking league. Um, so hopefully Milwaukee doesn't have much to play for, but we'll see. Um, you know, the AL, by the way, there are five teams jockeying and for that wild card, two wild cards, Boston, the Yankees, Boston, the Yankees lead Boston by a game, Toronto, Boston leads Toronto by a game, the Mariners, who are half a game behind Toronto, and the A's, who are two games behind the Mariners. So, I mean, that's pretty sensational. And, um, you know, the Yankees have three against Toronto, and then they play Tampa, who's pretty much locked it up. The Red Sox have Baltimore, and then Washington, two teams that are not locking anything up. They have the easiest slate by far. Blue Jays also get Baltimore, and they get the Yankees. The Mariners have Oakland and the Angels. Uh, it's coming down in that one. That's going to be interesting. Um, so to answer your question, yes, and nobody wants a piece of St. Louis, who's as of this morning, was 16 games in a row. You know, it seems like every time they make, I think they were a wild card when they won it last time, they just reeled off. You know, and baseball is not necessarily the best team, best record. You know, we go back to Seattle Mariners. Everybody remembers that 120 wins or whatever, and they, they lose the first round. Uh, but St. Louis always does this, man. And if the Dodgers are the wild card, they'll face that team. And that's not what I want to see. Roger, I love your answers. We're getting an echo. Maybe you can check your headphones. We're getting a uh, Robbie, are you hearing it? An echo off of Rod? I didn't hear an echo. I did not hear an echo with him. Okay, maybe it's just on my end. Okay. Robbie, is the wild card doing what we intended it to do or MLB intended it to do by five teams being independent race at the deadline? Well, let me just start off that Raj just took every single bit of my thunder. I don't know much about baseball. He just ran down everything that I had planned to say. Um, so like we talking about uh, racing for you. Yeah. Uh, it, uh, it, uh, yeah, I think it is. Dude. I think it's getting more excitement. I think that while I like the one game wildcard playoff, I wish they would format to where it's the, the two worst teams, regardless of division winner versus, I just like Raj says, whoever um, loses out of San Fran and LA to have to play the Cardinals on a 16 game winning streak, that's a hot, confident team and a, a confident franchise that believes they can beat anybody. Um, and so I just it, don't think, you know, that's necessarily fair, but, you know, that's what the Braves are beating. beating 
the Phillies right now two nothing. So I think if they win that game, it's gonna be hard for them to miss the playoff. Win not win that division. Um, the AL is exciting. You have you have Tampa. I mean, uh, New York and Boston both fighting for it. That's gonna drum up a lot of um, viewership and you know intrigue over on that in in the whole world, but necessarily that part of the country. So yeah, I mean, I think it make more teams make it exciting in, in this sport, a sport that goes on for so long. Um, to have the last part of the season not mean something, um, I thought it was always kind of odd. So having the additional wild card, I think, does add some intrigue. Rog, one follow up question, and then we'll be back to college football. Robbie, I did love this. Not sure it is, but it's field and something. Robbie's about as straight as a boomerang. So, hey, but I always come back. But you always come back. And then Visa. Gordon said just saying two Arkansas play, two uh, overranked teams at home. Who is Texas and Texas AM played and beat that's any good? Uh, Arden, uh, a host, co host of uh, the victory formation on Sunday. Is letting his Georgia just show out on that one? I think. Oh uh, yeah. To, yeah. To, to say any good that Georgia beat? Who's beat good yeah. teams so far? Yeah. I, I can't. I love you, Arden. Uh, uh, and then of course he does say this saves him. Go Braves. Rog, is it fair in the National League right now that going into the playoffs, we know either the Brewers or the Braves will be in the National League Championship Series? While on the other side, the Cardinals, the Dodgers, and the Giants will play a death circle while the Braves go to Milwaukee to open it up. And as good as Milwaukee was, if my path, if my path to the NLCS is Milwaukee or Atlanta, I'm loving my chances versus going to a good St. Louis team or or opening with a St. Louis team at home or having to play the Giants and Dodgers in a in a series. Do we re-rank them like Robbie said? Yeah, I, again, I think it's so silly that the you know, Dodgers could be the second-best team in baseball. They really are. And they wouldn't have home field uh, until the World Series if they make it that far. Um, you know, Milwaukee, the Dodgers, I believe, are still tops in baseball and pitching. Uh, but Milwaukee's no joke. Uh, I think they're right behind them. You know, they're not a team that's going to hit for average. They're kind of like the Giants. Um, you know, they play National League Baseball. You know, they take the extra base. Uh, they move runners over. Um, you know, just, you know, their best player is Abacil Garcia, who, you know, some people don't even know. Uh, but it's still, you know, hater in the back end of that bullpen. is still pretty much lights out. Um, Brandon Woodruff, Ford Burns, they've been outstanding. Uh, even Freddie Peralta, the former Brave Freddie Peralta. Is that right? I think so. I can't remember. I think that's Freddie. Even that dude's dealing. I mean, these are three starters, all with ERAs under 2.8281. That's insane. And then another guy, Hauser, has an ERA of 3.34. And then Lowers is 2.93. That's five starters with ERAs under 3. Point three four runs per game. It's insane. Um, well, earned run average. But the Braves are built for short series. You know, they've, they've got 
the top end of the rotation, and they've got hitters that can get big hits at any time, and they've been there before. So, yeah, that does kind of stink from the you know Dodger perspective, but that's going to be an interesting series, man. That's uh, that's some serious pitching again with Hayter Williams. That's going to be a real nice baseball, which means nobody will probably watch it except for like me. But uh, what? Uh, I'm stoked. Just question. What happened to the Padres? They're I'm looking at they're 78 and 78. They were like the hot young team at the beginning of the season. They just hit a wall and just collapse. Now they're 24 back. Good God. I'll hide. You know, I'll talk to San Diego. I mean, you know, Tatis still has 41 homers and he missed a ton of games. Uh, you know, a lot of guys they have a lot of injuries in the in the starting rotation as well. Uh, bullpen was not awesome. Just all kinds of things. I think at one point they had lost like 10 or 14 out of like 16. Just some obscene amount. Um, and, you know, guys in the first half cooled off. Uh, dudes like Hosmer, Tommy Pham, those guys, uh, Trent Grisham, they, they realized that they're Eric Hosmer, Tommy Pham, and Trent Grisham finally. Uh, but, you, you know, just not enough top to bottom. And, you know, they'll get Clevenger back next year and a bunch of other dudes. Uh, but, you know, we'll see. There's just always all top, it seems like, out of San Diego. And uh, they haven't backed it up yet. So, we'll see. The Braves, however, got through that stretch without arguably their best pitcher, Soroka, and maybe the best player in the major leagues in Acuna and still are going to be in the playoffs with a chance. So, uh, uh, Rod, we appreciate having you here as our MLB expert, as I'm a casual fan, as Robbie is, but it's nice to have somebody be able to handicap it. But I tell you what, as our casual fans, it's the world of college football. Always already touched base on the big Georgia-Arkansas matchup. I find the next matchup may be more intriguing because of their history, his history as a head coach in Lane Kiffin, and the fact that Nick Saban in Alabama is the gold standard of college football right now. Ole Miss, ranked 12th. Alabama, ranked number one. Robbie Davis, you can fire off first. What are you thinking on this game? So this was um, one that I've tried to get kind of a feel out from the Alabama fans to see how confident they are. So my the responses I've been getting are, oh, with the spread around seven or eight, six, seven, eight, that's how confident we are. And then um, money line just to win, oh, it's nine, tens. They're very confident, which I was not expecting. I was expecting a little more worry from them as far as, you know, Alabama's still got a, a, a new young freshman quarterback. They've got – replacing six first-rounders. Yes, they've looked good so far. They beat people that – they beat the doors off of Miami. They But Miami's turned out to be not that good. Um, and they've played nobody since then. I would be concerned if I was an Alabama fan. Uh, Correll is a Heisman candidate, um, probably one of the front-runners. He looks good. Yeah. Nick Saban wants every game – like it's his firstborn 
Um, he's going to protect it. He's just super laser focused. But, man, you know Lane Kiffin is desperate for this one. Um, if it was in Oxford, I'm maybe tempted to pick the Lane train and Ole Miss to, to win. Um, going into Tuscaloosa, I think Kiffin's going to get too cute. I think something – I just – I think he's going to find a way to blow a winnable game is my gut feeling on this. Um, you know, Saban's going to treat it like every other game, every other – you just you – just, you, 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 you play yourself, and the other opponent's kind of irrelevant. They, if they play Alabama football, they're going to win. And um, I think it's going to be exciting. Obviously, CBS is going to love it. They're going to draw massive numbers, I think. Uh, anytime Alabama's going, you're going to get big numbers. I think uh, Saban ultimately makes it 24-0 against former assistants. Uh, I think I would stay away from it if I was gambling. But if I had to pick. It's at 14.5, by the way. Yeah, 14.5. Yes, that's what I saw, too. I've already I've already placed one wager on it. I took the points because um, I could – I hate to flip-flop. I could see it getting out of hand also. This is a tough one. For me. I can see it going a lot of ways. But if I had to pick one right now, I think I would pick um, Alabama by 13. So i going with the cover right now. Okay. Um, Raj Mehta, what do you think of the 80 total? And, yes, I'm able to switch all out to the mainframe. That's a ton of points. Uh, you know, I agree with Rob that if this game were in uh, in Oxford, I, I would be very tempted to take Ole Miss because with that crowd, you know, Kiffin would be – he's going to pull out all the stops. It's going to be a very creative game. You know, I, the one thing about Bama, it seems like when they do lose uh, – well, I was going to say they seem to lose at home. I just – I remember seeing sad Bama fan faces. Um but that's because it never happens. We take so much joy, Schadenfreude. But I don't know what we have in Alabama. You know, they haven't they've been vanilla the whole time, so I'm anxious to see, you know, everything they can do. I mean, we know they have players. Uh, you know, I've watched Bryce Young, like Matt Corral, both Southern California kids. Uh, good night, buddy. Sorry, little one was here watching us. Um, okay. He's not going to he's just getting a drink. Uh, sorry, that's my seven-year-old. I uh, like his style. I'm about to get a drink also. <laughs> now you probably would do that too. That's just a ton of points, man. I, can you see Bama's defense giving up that many, even though Ole Miss has got, you know, three guys that can run the ball and three guys that can catch the ball. Uh, when's their last time their defense gave up 40 in regular you know, in regulation. Um, the, the, uh, not to, I, I forgot to say, Arch Manning is going to be in attendance this game. So that's going to be a nice little recruiting uh, battle also. Who comes out ahead? Even though I've heard it's a two-team race between Georgia and Texas, um, this atmosphere and uh, these two coaches got to at least perk his interest. Oh, yeah. It's going to be electric. No doubt about that. 
but yeah, that's that's a subtext. Kiffin is uh, I, I haven't heard any sound bites yet. I was hoping to get something by now. I mean, you almost want to see Ole Miss win just to hear him after the game because it would be priceless. And then I would go straight to Twitter and see what he's up to. But yeah, it's a that's a ton of points, man. But uh, you know, I think Ole Miss can fourteen and a half is a lot of points as well. So I, I agree with you, Rob. I think they're going to cover, but. And I would take – it's just so hard to take the under in a game like this with so much talent. But 80 points is just so much, man. I think if they're in the 80s, that is bad news for Alabama. I yeah. don't want my young quarterback having to score that many points. Um, so, I, if, if you're taking – if you're thinking of the over – um, I would definitely be on the Ole Miss side of those points and get the points. And because, uh, yeah, that's a shootout. And while Saban has been known, he shows he will score, he will throw the ball around. That's not what he wants to do. He'd rather keep the time, for, he'd rather control everything. Um, so if, if they're that high, they're not that they're going to win, but they're playing Lane's game. Our friend Arden Scroggins in with the he also like the under. Arden wants to put in the chat if you like Bama and the under. Because Robbie, what I hear, it's if you're going over the play is probably open over on the two get on a teaser. And if it's under, you're probably looking at Bama more and under. The other marquee matchup this weekend is the Cincinnati Bearcats. And the Notre Dame fighting our Irish. Uh, at Notre Dame, Cincinnati opens as a three-and-a-half-point favorite. We'll start this one with Rod. Notre Dame and Cincinnati. Three-and-a-half at South Bend. Handicap us real fast. I got it at two-and-a-half right now. Uh, you know, it's going to be a battle of veteran quarterbacks, Jack Cohn, who – is still listed as a starter. He got dinged up playing his old mates in Wisconsin. Uh, but that kid who came in after Pine, or I think his name was, uh, he was pretty solid, man. Uh, Notre Dame had two late uh, defensive touchdowns to win in a romp. But, yeah, the Irish defense is way different from what we saw against Florida State. Um, Kyron Williams, their running back, that kid's a monster. Uh, on the Cincinnati side, you know, they're known for their defense and hopefully the next coach of USC and in uh, Fickle. Uh, but, you know, their quarterback, Desmond Ritter, I don't remember. I saw a statistic on, I, I mean, just obscene. He's just a winner. You know, kind of like the old Boise State quarterbacks that they would just win, you know, 10, 11 games every year. That's this dude. Uh, he can run, he can throw, he's smart, he's experienced. Um, I, I can't believe that. Cincinnati against Notre Dame, and I'm that's the game I'm most excited to see. My times have changed. Yeah, so Notre Dame is a team I cannot figure out. Um, they almost lose to a horrible four state team who probably could have won that game. Then I keep thinking they're going to get beat, and they keep winning, and then they won 
ugly, but won against Wisconsin. And I'm trying to get a read on what Wisconsin's like. Um, the whole Big Ten's kind of a mess to me still. What are we, four weeks into it? I still can't figure out if Penn State's any good. I can't figure out if Wisconsin's any good. Um, Penn State ranked fourth to me is outrageous, but that's another topic. Um Cincinnati being favored on the road versus Notre Dame is pretty amazing. Um, I'm with you, Raj. I'm excited about this game. It's definitely one of the games that I'm going to be watching um, closely. Cincinnati impressed me against Indiana on the road while not a crazy hostile environment, but still a road game in the Big Ten. and they won pretty convincingly. I think Tom Allen's a good coach. Uh, I, I've been underrated Brian Kelly. But I think Brian Kelly's a really good coach also. Uh, I think Cincinnati goes up there, gets the win, and it is now pressure on the playoff committee. They want you. To, they want these non-power fives to play big play power five schools play them on the road go there beat their beat them in their place and then you'll be rewarded well we're we may if they if Cincinnati wins next week and runs the table we will see if that's really what they mean or if it really is just a power five party only it's gonna it's gonna be interesting real quick um sorry I, I just you know that's one thing Robbie brought up that Indiana game and it was as close to a sellout you're gonna as you're gonna get in Bloomington for football. It was pretty electric. Uh, I agree with Rob. Uh, that's one of his 28 schools he attended. Uh, but Indiana, Cincinnati never didn't have control of that game. Even when it was tied, you just felt like they were the better team. Mm-hmm. Third down conversions, you know, stopping the run, on, you know, defensively on third down. They were just so solid. Uh, you know, Notre Dame again. Last week's Notre Dame team defensively. Although Wisconsin's nothing to write home event about on offense, um, you know they should have lost to Toledo at home. Let's not forget that. And this Cincinnati team, you know they can uh, they can run the ball. Jerome Ford is a monster. Dude, averages six yards per carry. Ritter, you know they're it's just it's so odd to me to see them so good in the trenches uh, defensively. Is, is their calling card? Now, they don't have the depth, and um, you know they. They've had a couple games where they've been down one or two highly influential seniors, and it was almost like an instant effect. But the dudes came back, and uh, Cincinnati rolled. But yeah, I cannot believe it's not basketball, and Cincinnati is a favorite at Notre Dame. That's just like I, I my mind is blown. Uh, I tend to agree with both of you said. Uh, last last little follow-up to this segment of college basketball or football. I'm very excited to see Florida and Kentucky. I think that's – we'll put the Gators on upset alert this weekend. I think that's a better than the nation knows. Kentucky team, Florida, having played a couple of emotional games. Even though Tennessee was a blowout in the end, it was a physical football game early on. Looking through the schedule – We'll start with Robbie Davis. Looking through the schedule, what other games caught your attention, Robbie? Well, let me let me just touch on Tennessee um, real quick. So, 
I I start off being a uh, high school is going to be another three year coach, and then we're going to be on a coaching search again. We'll see how recruiting goes, but I am really really impressed with his play calling ability. I went into the season thinking we were a three to four win team, to thinking we will be in a bowl game and we we be in Tennessee and and may get to seven wins. Um, so even though we were shorthanded, uh, not as talented, not as deep on the road, I was impressed with Tennessee this weekend. Um, Oregon caught my eye. They're they blew the doors off of Arizona. Um, and so they're rolling. It looks like they're going to, they're going to, you know, if they don't stub their toe. They're looking pretty good. Um, the other thing, um, uh, Clemson, I mean, wow. Uh, they're not a good football team in any stage, offense, defense. They're just not a good football team this year. And that's, a and and that kind of segues to the greatness of Saban that I think goes unappreciated. That th- this never happens to Saban. They, you know, Clemson may go ten and two now, but they don't play anybody. But Saban just doesn't have these years where they look lost. He just doesn't. There'll be some tough road games where he's at Auburn, at LSU. You know, there's game, there's a tough schedule, but they never look lost. And Davos' team looks lost right now. He looks lost, searching for answers. They should not be ranked. It's a total like, no. oh, they're Clemson. They're 25th in the country. Uh, I know that's being sort of hypocritical because I say that rankings really don't matter after this year, the first two teams. But I mean, come on, dude. They should, they've been terrible. And you know, Boston College is no joke. It's at Clemson, but. They run the ball like crazy. And their, their quarterback, I think he's hurt, Jerkovich, the old uh, Phil, the old Notre Dame quarterback. But dude, they better not be caught, caught, caught slipping. Good Lord, what's wrong with me? Well, they, they, scored, uh, they scored three against Georgia, eight against Georgia Tech, and 21 against NC State. That They could have very well lost all three of those games. They got lucky against Georgia Tech. Yes, they should not be ranked. They, they beat, I think – South Carolina State, maybe? Yes, and Georgia Tech, you're right. Those are the two yeah. Uh Kentucky, though, first of all, I got Tennessee at 21. I actually took Tennessee. They had it. They were with them. It was just late. Um, so I don't, you know, I think Florida kind of had that game. I thought that was going to be the game where it would be closer than expected. I don't buy Kentucky. I thought University of Tennessee at Chattanooga should have beat that team. Um, they've also beaten South Carolina, Louisiana, Monroe, and Missouri. Uh, not super impressive. So the fact that number 10 Florida is only like an eight-point favorite is surprising to me. And I'm all over Florida for this game. Uh, you know, sometimes the odds makers or whatever it may be see 4 no. Versus four and zero, oh, and uh, suddenly that's going to be a tight game. But you know, I know they can sling it uh, with that Levis kid. But uh, you know, he throws picks as well. And uh, Florida defensively is no joke. So uh, you know, I'm all over the Gators this game at eight. 
Uh, I haven't fed it yet, but I need to because it's going to go up, in my opinion. Great point, Raj. Um, I think I owe you on it. And uh, from Martin, I don't like Bama minus the points. I didn't. I don't like Georgia minus, but I think they both win. So I think Martin said you you play both of the teams and you take the points. So uh, to move on real quickly to NFL, I think it's a I think it's a good week in college football, Raj, Robbie. Uh, I think you all are correct. Moving on to the world of NFL. Sunday night football this week features a matchup we've been discussing since the day it was announced. It is Tom Brady's return to New England. As the Bucks and the Patriots squad. I find it interesting this is on Sunday night. Um, I kind of thought it would be a 4.30 game. But in Sunday night, it even sets it up for more drama. I, don't I think know. they get the pick, right? Doesn't, don't they get the first pick, like, Sunday night on the flex scheduling? Uh, yes. But yeah, uh, sorry. You, you were saying you don't know. I don't know if this game is in doubt or if it's just purely – there for the nation to watch. So do you think the Patriots, Bucks, are any kind of game, or is it just the storyline of Tom Brady back to New England? Raj, we'll start with you. Storyline. You never know, but Mac Jones looked more than human this past week. Uh, side note, all the quarterbacks pretty much suck that we've heard all about. Uh, don't get me started on Zach Wilson, but, um, you know, Tom Brady's dad is not much of a poker player. The guy will basically come out and say, heck yeah, you know, this game means everything to Tom. He's got to prove, you know, this and that. And he's heard all the whispers. Um, I think Brady's going to set the world on fire. Uh, New England, again, they just don't have the, fire, the manpower to stay with the team. Um, you know, Tampa's should have been better thus far defensively. Uh, New England did not run the ball well last week, but – you know, you have to have all phases to beat that team. Um, the one thing I was curious about, which I'm looking up now, is the weather. Uh, if it's, like, snowing like crazy, then, you know, I think they may keep it close. Uh, but right now, it's – I doubt it is. It's September. <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> it's New England, dude. I have no idea in that part of the world. Uh, but, yeah, that's their only chance. So, there you go. There goes their chance, in my opinion. Robbie, handicap that game and how many news stories we're going to hear between now and Sunday night about Tom Brady's return to New England. Yeah, so uh, Raj hit on it. The Brady camp's trying to make it just one game. We're just trying to get here. We're trying to win. Uh, it's, not a, it's not a time for reminiscing. It's not a time for the glory days. It, what we did there, it's just about winning this game. Um, yeah, I think Brady is uh, – hey, there there are no check down. As someone who has Leonard Fournette on their, his fantasy team, there will be no check downs to running plays. There will be touchdown passes. It will be Brady to Gronk, Brady to Gronk. Uh, yeah, New England doesn't have the firepower. Uh, 
what so this is the storyline that no one's talked that I haven't heard many people talking about that intrigues me. It's not who's gonna win this game. It's not even how many points the spread is covered. What's intriguing to me is what Bill Belichick tries to do to Brady. So it's not whether he has a talent to do it or not. It's what he thinks is Brady's greatest weakness and how you can beat him. And that blueprint, do defensive coordinators with more talent take what Belichick tries to do as this is how this is his week. This is how you can beat him. And they copy it. Cause I can tell you the, the, the only thing worse than Brady setting the NFL all-time passing record on Bill Belichick is Brady holding another trophy at the end of the season and him having eight and Belichick having six. So there's going to be some copycat, you know, is it blitzing? It, you know, because obviously the Patriots don't have it together. They let uh, uh, Kamara have a walk-in touchdown like set third and goal, like you can't leave him uncovered. And Belichick, no, that, that wasn't a defensive call. So they don't have the horses. They don't have the smarts. But the scheme is going to be intriguing. That's a good point. And you brought up that point about the all-time record. Uh, 8,350, 68 yards short. Uh, he's going to set the record against Bill Belichick. <laughs> yeah. uh, passing Drew Brees. So that's pretty sweet. I did see something. What does Drew Brees think? Well, he retired. I mean, it was a matter of time before Brady passed that record. Uh, by the way, uh, Brady right now has thrown for over 241,000 feet, and that's 45.6 miles. I thought you guys would like to know that. Uh, I don't know what that means. I don't know anybody who can throw a football other than Uncle Rico over a mountain or 45 miles, but I just thought that was interesting. Uh, I also think, you know, Belichick, he definitely has a built-in excuse. Young quarterback, blah, 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 defending Super Bowl champions. You know, he can sandbag if he wants. They're, they're going to be on to who, – who do they play next? We're on to Cincinnati. All right, real fast. Real fast, getting around the NFL. Thursday night we open up Jags and the Bengals, seven and a half. Uh, the Bengals, the Giants. And the Saints play eight New Orleans. That seems Wait, like a hold on. hold on, hold on. With are we not going to talk about the Titans winning the division on Sunday? The Raiders. Well, we'll have a tight when we get to the Titans. We will address the Titans at that point. Okay. Uh, the game we're going to address first, though, is the struggling Kansas City Chiefs get. The Philadelphia Eagles. Robbie, you're the AFC guy. Are the Chiefs really struggling? So, y'all laughed at me last week when I said my AFC championship picture is Buffalo and the Chargers. Uh, the Chargers went out there and showed it. Herbert's the real deal. The Chargers are loaded. Going into Kansas City and winning there, um, that is a big deal. And it was a back and forth, really exciting game. Um, LA is quickly becoming the 
epicenter of the NFL. You got the best team, in my opinion, in the NFC and a darn good team who I think is going to be in the AFC championship in the AFC. Um, Kansas City, you know, they just talent, 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 but you're starting to, instead of those, that Super Bowl Andy Reid team, you're starting to see more of the Philadelphia Eagles Andy Reid teams where, hey, tons of talent. They're exciting, but there's just something missing with them. And, you know, from afar, it seemed like they've done a really good job structuring the contracts, getting everybody locked into long-term deals. Offensive line still not great. Defense still isn't great. But you would think that offense can score with anybody. But, you know, you're looking at Raiders 3-0, Denver 3-0, Chargers now 2-1 with a win at your place. Um, it's not panic time, but it's worrisome. No doubt, man. Rugs. Defense is well. Their defense is giving up about thirty a game. I don't know if you guys noticed this, but and he has every right to be arrogant, beyond confident in Mahomes. But there seems to be a lot more unnecessary of those sidearm, no look nonsense, and a, a lot of balls that like he, he just needs to set his feet and, and put it on the guy's numbers uh, because he is definitely not playing up to his potential in my opinion and yeah the chargers went in there and herbert torched him uh you know there's definitely chinks in the armor and like robbie said you know for me the biggest game sofi stadium is going to be the epicenter um you know are the raiders for real and this monday night it's an old-fashioned chargers and raiders battle uh that's going to be an outstanding game and, We're uh, going to give you a chance handle? to comment on that one. We're going to okay. just real, real quick. We're going to Chiefs. Wait, real quick. Chiefs have given up three more points than they've scored this year. They almost uh, lost to the Browns to be zero and three to start the season. I know almost isn't a score, but it's not looking good for the Chiefs. I agree. And if if it wasn't Brady return week. The nation's story would be Andy Reid back to the Philadelphia. And I hate to cut everybody off, but let's last comments on that game real quick. On what game? Yeah, hopefully Reid's okay on that Kansas City game. It's in Philly. Hopefully Andy Reid's okay. You know, they signed Josh Gordon. I think that's one of those things that, like, you kind of got a problem player, but the only team you can go to is a successful winning one. So, uh, in terms of culture. But, yeah, I thought that was interesting. Picking up that dude. Um, you know, if, if there's one thing Philly can do, it's run the ball. And if one thing Kansas City is not awesome at, it's stop the run. So I think it may be closer to that touchdown, but I also don't think it's worry time. It's week three. Um, they're going to be fine. Their schedule, uh, Robbie knows their schedule better than I do. Um, but, you know, there's nothing. Well, they get the Eagles and they get the Bills. Uh, then at Washington, at the Titans, well, it is no joke, but, uh, it's early, man. I, I think I'll be more than fine, but yeah, that AFC West is legit for once. Very legit. All right. Moving on real fast. The Texans are 
The Bills are 16 and a half point favorites over the Texans. Uh, the Cowboys are at the Panthers. The Browns and the Vikings in a, I think, a very even game, minus two. The Colts, 1.5 underdogs until the Dolphins. And Robbie's Tennessee Titans, who won the division last week. Play yeah. Zach Wilson and the New York Jets this week. Give us the, give us the recap yeah. of the Titans. And, of course, we think they'll beat the Jets this week, correct? Well, if they don't beat the Jets, then then fire them. Just give, just give the Jets all of our players. If um, their team playing gets lost, maybe they'll lose. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Well, I mean, the 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 reason why I say the Titans won the division, the Colts are zero and three. Jacksonville and Houston are horrible. Jacksonville <laughs> literally may not win a game, and um, zero and three. Indy's got you know a, still a tough game coming up. If they go to zero and four, you lose your first quarter of the season without go go through it without any wins. Um. They're gonna have a tough time catching. I know it's a two-game deficit, but they the, the the matchups are pretty much the same the rest of the way, um, give or take injuries. But that's just a disastrous start for the Colts. And in a two-team race, in a division with two-team race, um, a two-game lead with a tiebreaker through the first three—that's uh, a really really good start for the Titans. Yeah, no doubt. By the way, we were very critical, rightfully so, of the Jets. And Robbie and I both said we think Darnold's better than Wilson. Uh, definitely played better competition. And not only that, they're kind of the same guy. Uh, Darnold was 4-9 his rookie season with a crappy Jets team. And, uh, you know, 17 TDs and 15 picks. Wilson has looked suspect, to say the least. Uh, his rating is, like, so low, I don't think it even registers. Uh I think the Titans, yeah, if they don't win this game, I, I don't even know. I can't even think of hyperbole. What's the, what's the spread on it? The uh, spread is the Titans are seven and a half point. Oh, yeah. What does Vegas know, dude, that we don't? Derek Henry. There's a lot, there's a lot more Jets fans than there are Titans fans. Even those morons wouldn't bet on the Jets. <laughs> but still. Dude, that's that's crazy. We better get on this as soon as we get off the call. Okay. Hey. The uh, Lions and Bears in a traditional Midwest smash-mouth game. The Bears are a three-point favorite. My bet you're nuts this week. I'll give it early. The Atlanta Falcons and the Washington Redskins in Atlanta. The Washington football team is a – Point and a half favorite. Robbie Davis, I think Washington's a mortal lock to win that football game. Yeah, Atlanta's pretty awful. Well, I was I was I was talking about this at the bar on Sunday. I don't remember an NFL package, an NFL season. Where there's this many really, really bad teams. You have the Jets, the Giants, the Falcons, the Bears, the Jags, the Texans. Um, 
that I mean that's six really really bad team. I'm probably forgetting somebody else, but that's that's a lot of Detroit. Um, that's a lot of bad teams in in a league that preaches parity and you're you know a couple of years away. Um, yeah, I mean Atlanta struggled to beat the Giants, and that was just a who who who's gonna lose first. Um, I, I, I have no, I don't know what happened to Matt Ryan. I don't know what happened to the Falcons. Uh, what is it? Three years removed from the Super Bowl, and they look like a different, different franchise, different team altogether. Uh, I'll agree, and it may be what happened to the Falcons was salary attrition. Uh, also, I think uh, they weren't the same team after Kyle Shanahan left as offensive coordinator. Yeah, uh, I mean that was a big blow to the Falcons franchise. Next game, starting the 4 o'clock hour, Arden Scruggins said, can the Rams do it when it t- counts the most to knock the Bucks off in the playoffs? But, Rod, we're going to start with you. You've already mentioned it. L.A. is kind of the epicenter of NFL football right now. The Rams, five-and-a-half-point favor over a tough Arizona team. Yeah. Yeah. Uh- there was a Deshaun Jackson sighting uh, for me, Sean, as we like to call him at SC. Last week, I didn't know what year it was. Uh, I'll take the Rams in this game. I think they are the clear best team in the NFL right now on both sides of the ball. Uh, if there's one thing about Kyler Murray, he still forces the ball when he doesn't need to. And I think the Rams defense, Ramsey, et cetera, um, you know, that stadium's going to be rocking. Uh, LA likes a winner. And uh, – and then the next the day after is that Chargers Raider game. Uh, so I'm taking the Rams at four and a half. The overs at 54 and a half. I, you know, I, I, I'm leaning under on that one just because I think the Rams are going to defensively uh, show up. Uh, real quick on the Falcons. Yeah, the Giants lost their like three best players. Uh, but Atlanta did win the game, so you got to give them that. It is the NFL. And Detroit, man, take it easy on the Lions. They got job last week. We all saw that it was a delay a game before that 66-yarder, which should have made it a 71-yarder. They were neck and neck with the Packers for quite a while. Aaron Jones just went nuts. Um, the Niners, they were getting smoke, came back late. You can interpret that how you like. Uh, you, you know, I, I expect them to beat the Bears. Uh, if Fields is going to get right, it would be this so. But, well, I mean, yeah, Fields was another – that was a terrible game. Good grief. You know, I, I wasn't really high on him either. I think he, he just needs to mature physically, mentally, uh, emotionally, psychologically, uh, eventually financially. Uh, but, yeah, I'm not a fan of the kid. Um, I think Detroit is better than we think. And they've had a lot of injuries. You know, they've, they've got deep receivers. Goff is, uh, you know, solid, if not, if not spectacular. But he's definitely solid. Good running game. I'll take Detroit in that one. Just for the record, Detroit's 0-3 and been outscored by 28 points. Robbie, go ahead and hit that uh, Rams-Cards game. But on the backside, another real good matchup in that division, San Francisco and Seattle. So Rams-Cards to start with and then move, transition on to the Seattle-Niners game. A lot of people are going to lose money on this Rams-Cardinals game because what 
the majority of people are going to see is fantasy football. And they're going to say, oh, the Cardinals, they've got a great offense. They're going to score with them. And so I, I like them to cover maybe the over. You know what doesn't show up in fantasy points and fantasy football is a fantastic defensive line. Ask Tom Brady how many Super Bowls he would have had if not for a fantastic defensive line going against him. It's a game changer. If you can get to Murray without having a blitz and the Rams will be able to do so, then they will they will severely limit his ability to sit in the pocket, to roam around. He's going to have to make decisions quicker. Receivers won't get open as quickly. Um, I like the Rams. I think they also cover. I think they're the best team in football also. Um, really well coached. Stafford's dealing. Um, they just did it to Tampa Bay, who's probably got the most weapons on offense, um, like the Rams. Uh, the other game, what did you ask me? What was the other game? Seattle. Oh. To the 49ers. Yeah, I, I like the Niners in this game. Seattle is one of those teams that I love watching them play because Russell Wilson is so brilliant and just the placement of the football just in people's laps. It, it's so fun to watch. But, man, they lost to the Titans. They lost last week. They're um, you know one and two. They've been outscored by four points. The defense isn't that great. They're – where San Fran, they've played harder opponents, in my opinion. I, I really like San Fran. I like Kyle Shanahan. I think San Fran wins this game. And even as a division opponent, I think San Fran controls it most of the way through. It's, Roger uh, that's, kind of, that's become kind of Yankees, Red Sox, and years, recent years with Sherman and everybody running their mouth and that type of thing. Um, by the way, the Seattle Seahawks just promoted Robert uh, in D-Chat. I can never pronounce his name. Remember him at Old Miss? He was suddenly like the number one player in the country, and the guy's barely making practice squads now. That's just a, a tangent side note. Um, I think the Niners are interesting. Trey Lance comes in like around the goal line and scores a TD. Uh, every time you count out Seattle, they, they show up. Um, you know, obviously I'm a little biased to Pete Carroll, but – we did see Ayuk and Debo Samuel both emerge last week. And defense is strong. But, yeah, I uh, I don't think – I think it's going to be closer than expected. Well, actually, it's like two and a half is the spread. But I just, for some reason, I'm, I'm, I'm liking Seattle in this game. And I can't really tell you why except it's Seattle. And they just kind of do the opposite of what I think each week. So while, while we're there, we'll stay with you. And I think it's an intriguing game in that four o'clock window. I think we saw the Packers kind of become the Packers again. And while the Steelers pulled off the big upset in week one or 0 and 2 since then, the big number the Packers can have over the Steelers, any vibe to that game. I really like, the, I mean, I like the Steelers in catching six and a half, man, I have to admit. It's going to be a dogfight, and I agree. Uh, you know, it, is Roethlisberger done this and that? You know, they're just such a veteran team, and every time you count them out, they show up. Excuse me. Uh, one thing about Pittsburgh, though, uh, 
if I was going to ask you who is averages the least amount of yards per carry in the on rushing in the league, uh, most people wouldn't say Pittsburgh, but it is. Um, they're averaging just like a little bit over three. You know, the, that OL is nothing to write home about. But yeah, I think that's a lot of points. And, you know, Green Bay's starting to play well again. Um, I like them over the Niners last week. So you can see them kind of being a little bit overconfident, if you will. Uh, I still like them, but uh, that touchdown, and I think I'll probably go up with the public. Seems like a lot of points. Robbie, one of the other, do you have any thoughts on the Steelers Green Bay? I think the media has pissed Aaron Rodgers off. I, I think, think you're right. I think he's ready to roll now. Suddenly, and I, think, I think Pittsburgh's a dying dog that needs to be put out of their misery. Suddenly, another game in that window becomes a very interesting game to me. Teddy Bridgewater, newly reconstructed, career back in line. And the Broncos and the Ravens is a one-point game. Who would have set that line at one point earlier in the year? I think that's a very good football game. Can you handicap what we're looking at there, Robbie? Is it in Denver or is it in Baltimore? Uh, Denver by my list. In Denver. I like Denver. I think they're playing really well. They haven't played a lot of tough competition, but they did what professional football teams are supposed to do with bad competition and beat them and beat them badly. Baltimore, they, they've scared me. They've played like, you know, they beat the Chiefs and we want to anoint them, but then the Chiefs go and do what they've done. Almost, they should have lost to the Lions. Um, I think Baltimore's a team in flux, and I think Denver has – they know who they are, and they know what they're trying to do. Um, I'm kind of surprised there's only one. I think it's name brand recognition that um, – I, I, this could be a bet-your-nuts contender right here. I think Denver wins. Rog? I'm going the other way. Uh, you know what the combined record of the Denver Bronco opponents is? It's 0-9. Uh, granted, yes, I do think they're going in the right direction. Is Bridgewater the answer? No. Uh, but he's not going to lose games for you. Uh, they had said Drew Locke was going to be, and by the way, I know a lot of people that said they would take Drew Locke over David, uh, Derek Carr as early as like last year. Some friends said that, and they're pretty stupid friends, as you can tell. But, you know, with Gordon, Javante Williams, Cortland Sutton, Tim Patrick, I think Sutton may be out. Um, you know, no offense, they're young, and I think they're going to get better. But I believe that Bradley Chubb is out, I want to say. Um, you know, I love the secondary. The defense is obviously pretty awesome. But I think this is Baltimore is going to come in, and and Lujak is going to just show them what's up. Um, you know, I'm taking Baltimore all day. All right, well, we got you on the big screen before we switch away on Monday Night Football. The Raiders. Travel to the L.A. Chargers. It is old-time football. I, I personally don't buy the three-and-a-half line. I think that's a little hot. I mean, I actually like the Raiders catching points on the road here. 
Raiders and Chargers handicap it. Rob, you want to go first? Because, you know, I'll go on for days. Um, yeah, I can go first as you promote me. There we go. Um, yes. I am very high on the Chargers, um, which hurts me because I hate the Chargers. They're probably my least favorite team in the NFL. Uh, but uh, I'm high on the Raiders, too. This is a strictly home field, even though there's going to be, I'm sure, a lot of Southern Cal Raider fans that are going to be at that game. I expect it to be about 50-50, if not 60-40 Raiders fans. Um, so it'll be a home kind of home neutral side. Uh, but I still think I, I, I like Derek Carr. I think he's a really good quarterback. Um, I think Justin Herbert's real, on the borderline of elite. I like the Chargers weapons a little bit more. Um, I will go Chargers in a back and forth game. Maybe who has the ball last wins, but I, I like the Chargers. I like them to get to three and one. Raiders come down to three and one. And if Rogers correct, Denver gets the three and one. And then we are going to uh, look at uh, my Buffalo Chargers Super Super or AFC Championship game being the division lead. Aaron Burke calls 80% Raiders uh, fans. Uh, and, and, you know, uh, the Raiders were in L.A. But, Raj, open mic, get it off your chest. It's just so hard to count on that team. You know, the, the offensive line's been banged up. Um, the center, Andre James, has been nothing but problems. However, yeah, in the past, the Chargers in San Diego and whatnot made you buy, like, five uh, – game packages if you could not buy raider games individually i went to about 10 of those games back in the day um it's gonna be i don't know what the chargers gonna do something they probably need to but yeah it's gonna be tons of raider fans uh you know when i was in southern california every uh they called the raider rooter there were planes going to oakland from orange county ontario lax and burbank Raider flights all in the morning and people would come back on those flights be a lot of Raider fans there. Um, I do think San Diego, oh, sorry, the, Char LA, the Chargers are the better overall team uh, for the reasons that Rob said. But, you know, I, I got my uh, not Amari Cooper jersey. That's South Carolina's uh, Ryan Edwards, who, you know, finally made a decent draft pick because I think you guys saw that that guy's potential was off the charts if he can stay healthy. Uh, and then America's favorite CPA, Hunter Renfro. Uh, you know, the Raiders are just – Derek Carley, the NFL passing. I just, every time I take them, I put faith in them. They let me down. Last week, you know, down 14 nothing. Some very bad decisions by, uh, by Gruden, including going for it on fourth down, uh, I think on their own, like 30, uh, something like that, which was like, what? And then late in the game, they lost to Miami last year when they had a chance to make the playoffs because they got conservative late. And he did the same thing this game. Um, it shouldn't have gone to OT. Uh, you know, but the Raiders, I say the Raiders going to Raider. And if they don't Raider this game, that's not a good thing. Um, but I think the crowd in that brand new stadium is going to be a big difference maker. And yeah, I feel like there's going to be measures there. But uh, in terms of, again, the Chargers limiting amount of Raider fans there. But yeah, I mean, 
Aaron's right. It, you know, it could be eighty percent Raider fans in there. It they're going to be wild, and you know, I know they're on Monday night against uh, Baltimore, but you know, it was kind of late. This is a prime time matchup. Only game that day after you know a bunch of big games. Everybody's going to be ready to go. Uh, I'm not going to pick this game because again, every time I do, they let me down. But uh, I think home crowd or a Raider crowd is going to be a big difference maker. I, I'm shocked by the no pick, but I'll go ahead and pick it. I, I actually like the Chargers in this game, and uh, we turned the, the Raiders turned the ball over too much. And, I, I, and that, I think Justin Herbert looking for a coming out party, and I know he's a star, but this is a primetime game. I expect a big game. By the way, the Braves win two to one on a Solaire home run, pull that out to a three-game lead, three-and-a-half-game lead. But quickly, since we've run through the NFL, we said we were going to do the whole new top 25, but I really don't care about that. I want to talk about the four teams that would be in the playoffs if they started today. Alabama, Georgia, Oregon, and Penn State moves up two spots to the four-hole. Uh, Iowa at five, down two spots, Oklahoma. Cincinnati up one to seven. Arkansas up eight to eight. Notre Dame up three to eight. Or, excuse me, yes, uh, to nine. And Florida 10. Robbie, does Notre Dame go up just to make that marquee matchup a little better? We're talking about the, who's going to make the four teams in the playoff. Are we going to start yes. today? It, yes, it would be Alabama, Georgia, Oregon, and Penn State. Well, according if, to the projections I looked at. Oh, well, so if I'm ranking them today, if I'm ranking my playoff rankings, it is Alabama, Oregon, Arkansas. And then, whoo, man, that fourth team. Um, I went to not impress last week, and they cost me money. But, you know. I would say, um, I think I go Iowa. I don't, I don't, Penn State, I mean, beating Auburn, like, and then I guess they beat Wisconsin, who then lost to Notre Dame. Uh, and George, I mean, I guess George's got the talent, the, the eye test, but that Clemson win, it's so early. Um, but Arkansas, to me, has, had, has the most impressive resume thus far. I tend to agree. Rod, who would be your top four right now? Oh, I absolutely agree. Um, even though I don't like Rattler, uh, just multiple reasons, they keep winning. It hasn't been beautiful. They are 4-0. They dropped down to 6 in the AP poll. You know, but, you know, that's very, very possible they run the table. And even though I do think Alabama, Georgia, and Arkansas, that those three teams are teams that I would put in, um, you know, some there's going to be a few losses there by virtue of being in the same conference. The Ducks, uh, just because they're undefeated, they're up that high, and who they are, um, you know, Burdell, Again, I've said it before, they lost 
Justin Flo, the linebacker, uh, outside linebacker rather, and, and he's a monster. Um, you know, Anthony Brown is not the guy in my opinion. Penn State, Robbie and I both said it, it, losing record last year, just, just by virtue of who they played, they just have backed their way into the top four. But Iowa's defense uh, is giving up 3.93 yards per play. Uh, Georgia, by the way, that's third in the country. Georgia's number one. Um, Iowa just against Colorado State, they should have destroyed them, and they did not. I thought 23 was way too low. But as of right now, the four best teams, I would say, are exactly Arkansas, uh, Iowa. I would put Cincinnati. If Cincinnati wins at Notre Dame, I'll put Cincinnati, Arkansas, Alabama, and Georgia. If you're asking me my playoff teams, uh, OU very likely can run the table. Oregon can as well because the Pac-12 is terrible. Uh, and then you could probably got two SEC teams. I don't think Penn State's going to go undefeated. Hey, don't forget about Michigan. Um, Michigan is – uh, who did they play this week? They're undefeated. They've, they've looked like a different team for once. Defense is playing well. I think they're underdogs this week. Who are they? Uh, um, oh, at Wisconsin. Wisconsin's a one-point favorite. Uh, I know Wisconsin plays good defense, but, hey, man, I, you know, Michigan, they're going to be tough to keep out, too. So those would be the four best teams. Sorry, I know those long-winded. I, 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 would, I, would, I would bet. Alabama would be a 24-point favorite over Penn State. I think you're accurate with that. 38, I think. But, yeah. With those comments, we will wrap up our main section of the show. uh, Good show today, boys. Uh, I love the new camera angles we can go to and adds a new dimension to the show and – we're not just sitting in there in that little sliver anymore. But as we do every week, we get your bet your nuts pick. I've already gave mine, and I was serious when I gave it. I like the Washington Redskins laying one and a half to the Falcons. My favorite team is a bad football team. Uh, I think they got a victory over a worse football team. So they probably go down to the number two quarterback in next year's class. But the Giants and the Falcons look really bad. I like the Redskins minus the points. Down the road at Atlanta. And that is my bet your nuts for the week. Now, Robbie, what's our NASCAR tip for the week? So I was hoping you would ask. (laughs) All right. So, this is a rare occasion. So, they're racing at Talladega. Talladega is wild. It's the playoffs. So, everything's on the line. But tell me a sport where you can get the favorite, the defending champion, at plus 800. So eight to one, Denny Hamlin sitting there, coming off of a win this week. I told you he was going to win last week. He's going to win this week again at plus eight hundred. He won it last year. Familiar with Talladega, he's got the best crew right now. They're at their peak. Um, I'll take Denny Hamlin plus eight hundred. That's a great bet. So that's my. Niche, bet your nuts pick. 
my what everyone may be watching bet your nuts pick is um give me give me my guys i don't know which i can't how can i not figure this out give me the titans minus seven and a half against the jets 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 i said they were stupid on draft night for drafting them i said they're stupid every week they're a horrible franchise horrible coach <laughs> sam darnold should Send Adam Gates and and uh, the Johnson Johnson people thank you cards every week for getting him out of there. He's now sitting three and zero. He's happy in Carolina. The Jets are a dumpster fire. Titans are going to roll. Robbie, before we go to Raj, I will give you this: if you followed your NASCAR picks to this point in the year, you've made a lot of money. Well, that's why I'm giving them to you guys for free. Yeah, I know. Where, uh, does it matter where's the race this weekend and does Hamlin perform well at whatever track? Yes, I just did you not hear me? Talladega, it's in Talladega. He's the oh, defending sorry. champ, he won last year. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it all said he won last week. His his crew chief, uh, they're 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 built for the playoffs, they dominated last year. Um, Chase Elliott ended up winning, but the playoffs are kind of tricky. We don't have time, nor does anyone care about how the NASCAR playoff format works. Um, but, no, Hamlin's a monster. If you want even better odds, you have Blaney at 10-1, to 1, Keselowski at 12-1, to 1, but take the favorite 8-1, to 1, and you won't be upset. It, it's almost like Rod should be on a show with you. Yeah. <laughs> Rod's mad. I want your bet or not pick. Man, last week was my luck of the year, and that was the Razorbacks. Uh, but AM had some serious holes, especially a quarterback. I'm tempted to go with them. And 18 and a half is a lot of points. My problem this week is I like a lot of road teams. Uh, I like the Gators, you know, just because Kentucky has been pretty terrible, uh, even though they're 4 0. Uh, you know, the Titans, Robbie, kind of, we both talked about that. Seven and a half, are you kidding me? Uh, I love the Ravens minus one at Denver. Um, you know, and, and I do think Arkansas is going to cover, but if I were going to pick one, even Iowa, you know, three and a half at Maryland, uh, even though uh, to his brother is going for uh, 1,300 yards, 10 TDs, and one pick. Uh, he's been on fire. But I'm going to go with the Gators. Um, the Titans, notwithstanding, again. Uh, the NFL just scares me too much to get a lock. You never know what's going to happen. But I just, again, Tennessee Chattanooga should have beat Kentucky. I know woulda, coulda, shoulda. But Kentucky, I mean, look at the teams they played. And, you know, the Gators, it seems like they play every game at home. But, um, you know, I saw a team that controlled the line of scrimmage uh, for a lot of the game against Alabama. And to me, that's going to be the difference maker. So I will take the Gators. What happened to Red? Uh-oh. He disappeared. Uh, he's he's logged on to the gambling website. I, 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 I was busy I was busy betting on uh, Denny, Denny Hamlin this week. So, uh, my daughter needs a college fund. Great show again. Uh, I'm enjoying football season immensely. Uh, we won't get into why we're all one and two, but I still think I'm the best one and two team in the league. Just, just throw that out there. Uh, oh, congratulations. In my final words to my friend sitting right over there for his victory on Monday. No, right over 
Yeah. Yeah, over there is victory Monday night. As I had a lead going in, Dallas guarded. Ezekiel Elliott went off. Who knew Ezekiel Elliott was still a thing? I still think it was a horrible pick. But our boy Rod got victory over me this week. My final words. Right over there. It was awesome. Thanks to Herbert. I appreciate that. Uh, Herbert and Ezekiel and Carson. Our receivers didn't do anything. Um, You know what I want to end it on is I want to score from each of us on Tampa Bay at New England. Just feed into the hype. Again, Tampa's six-and-a-half-point favorite. Randall, what is your final score in that game? A 34 a 34-17, the Bucks. Rob, I'm close. I got 31-14. I think I think yes. Matt Jones, Matt, like I think someone said this this would be like Michael Jordan not retiring, but going to straight from the Bulls to the Wizards and Phil Jackson still being the coach of the Bulls, him coming back. Um, I think Mac Jones, while I think he's going to be a good quarterback, this is a tremendous amount of pressure for a rookie. Um, so, so I got with, with less talent, with less experience. Um, I think it's 31, 14 bucks. Obviously. Yeah. Uh, final note for me, dude, I, I think it's going to be higher scoring because I think Tampa's going to. Basically, don't forget about Gronk coming back too, man. Yeah, uh, he's going to be looked for throughout the game. I'm going 41, 24, maybe 28, uh, because I think it's going to be a shootout, and Tampa's going to be up by a lot, and then New England may get some junk TDs. Um, so I'm a 41, 24, Tampa. I think they're going to break 40. I think. Uh, Excuse the expression, but Gronk and Brady are going to drop load. Let me go ahead before Robbie goes and throw in another prop bed, which I didn't think about. Uh, Robert has to score a touchdown in that game. Go ahead, Robbie Davis. Is, Rob, is Gronk going to score? Yeah, I mean, I, that's what I'm saying. Gronk will score. Oh, of course. Of course. Okay. Yes, of course he's going to score. Oh yeah, break. I mean, they'll throw it to him, I mean, especially late in the game if they're up. I mean, it shovel pass, run from the backfield, wildcat. No, Gronk will get in the end zone. Yeah. All right, Robbie yeah. Davis. Oh, Roger. Um, well, I was just saying, New England secondary is nothing to write home about. They made Winston look like. I don't know who. But, I mean, he went through for 128, but he had a really high rating, almost 111, two TDs. Uh, Tampa's got the best receiving core in the league. So just watch out for that. Uh, it's not the uh, the old Patriots back there. Patrick Chung is not roaming the, the sidelines or, the, or the, uh, <laughs> the secondary, if you will. Is this not Antonio Brown's return to England, too? Oh, that's right. It's like the, the whole gang left. Yeah, yeah. Is he back? He had COVID. He was out I, last week. I, he just, COVID or whatever. And that's probably the reason you beat me, but I'm not going to whine and complain oh. about my player having COVID. But that, it still happened. 
Uh, or, yeah, it, it, uh, yeah, he's supposed to be back this week. Robbie Davis, final word. All right, I've got two, and I'll keep it as quick and short and brief as possible. I've got two distinct final words. Um, one, if I was the Nets, I would be looking right now to void Kyrie Irving's contract. If you haven't been following this, New York is not allowing people that are unvaccinated into the sporting arenas. So as it stands, Kyrie will not get vaccinated. He cannot play any home games. He can't play in the Bay Area. And I think it's L.A. if I'm not mistaken. I could be wrong about that. But he can only play in about 30 or about 48% of the NBA games as it stands right now. And you're paying him $40 million? No, I would be getting my team, legal team on, void that contract. That's an idiotic, selfish stance. He's just – I'd get him out of there. Um, Trade so, Simmons. <laughs> yeah. Um, so that's, that's my one topic. My other final words are, how many hints do I have to lay down before I get my own NASCAR show? I love it with you guys, but are we not brat- – Branching out to NASCAR, can I, can I be the NASCAR guy here? Absolutely. Join us next season for Robbie Davis Racing Hour. There we go. There we go. Sponsored by, we got to find the sponsor. An Davis Kessling Davis. Robbie Davis Racing Hour. When, when are we going to do this, Robbie? Uh, well, I think we may need to do it um, Sunday mornings right before the race, get people fired up, get some gambling going on. <sighs> yep, Robbie Davis Racing Hour, hosted by to be named with expert Robbie Davis, sponsored by Davis Kessler and Davis. Is a done that deal. Sunday Nothing says YouTube ratings like uh, NASCAR talk. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing more fascinating. If I got my quick final word, Rob touched on it earlier. We didn't have teams in LA. Uh, for you know, 10, 15 years when I was a kid, it was the Rams and the Raiders. Uh, SoFi Stadium of $5.5 billion. If you guys haven't seen that stadium, it's unreal. And it varies like Jerry World, even Atlanta. That's uh, a beautiful stadium. This place is amazing. It's $5.5 Of course, real estate in L.A. But the combined record of the two games on Sunday and Monday is 11-1. and uh, Arizona 3-0, Rams 3-0, the Chargers 2-1, the Raiders 3-0. They're going to be the epicenter again, Los Angeles. So that's very interesting. Um, and those two games are, I can't wait for it. So, uh, yeah, everybody stay tuned to Los Angeles for football. They don't everybody call it Walmart money for nothing. Everyone talks about the new stadiums. I hate the Falcons' new stadiums. Would you like to know why? No one why? goes to their seats till about the yeah. middle of the second quarter. Because they're in the 99th row having drinks and going and seeing this. And, and the Falcons games have lost all spirit. Their home field advantage since moving to Georgia out, out of the old dome is highly diminished. When, uh, just real briefly, when I agree with you 100%. When I was uh, down there for the Titans game, when the Titans played there, I guess it must have been 19, or 2019, last time fans were allowed, or – Last time I went to a game, um, 
it was supposed to be sellout. We bought these expensive tickets, and I'm like, there's nobody around us. Everyone's down below in the Delta Club. Yeah. And yeah. they're all just sitting They're all down there wa- drinking, watching the game on TV. And I'm like, isn't that what your house is like? Yep. Yep. Uh, and and I, do, I do appreciate the Braves Stadium. They have a lot to do, but still baseball is the focus. I yeah. don't know that in Mercedes-Benz football is the focus when you come there. So, truth be told, that's what I did. My one time there, they were playing the Saints, and we just bought like cheap tickets because we decided to go last second. And uh, we went to the bar on like the third level and like standing room only, and it was packed. <laughs> we did good our seats, and that game went into OT. It was a sweet game against the Saints. Uh, but yeah, the bar was packed, the seats were not. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's, it's a beautiful problem. stadium, and it's it amenities out the wazoo but yeah as far as cat like as far as season ticket holders wanting to go and watch the game there they don't do that now i haven't been to a bowl game or a super bowl there or anything uh, i did go to the tennessee georgia tech game that was much more of a collegiate feel uh, which is a little different crowd but and that that was early on before everybody i think realized how much stuff there was to do in the stadium yeah too. So, oh, yeah. I, I went to – first time I went to a concert there. It was the first time I'd been there. And I was like, wait, they don't have concession stands? Like, what? We have to go all the way to the top? And then someone was like, no, they're all down below. And I was like, oh, it's like a little paradise down here. Yeah. And then they got upstairs the 100 yards of restaurants. All yeah. stuff that distracts you. Still my favorite memory of the place was being there on Thanksgiving Day for Thursday night football. Thanksgiving Day, that's – that's in my memories, that's uh, in sporting events, I guess being in an NFL game on Thanksgiving Day, it, it makes the top five list of what you – it felt really, really special to be there. So, anyway, guys, great show. Next week we'll do the same thing. We'll just, it's probably a format we'll follow throughout football season. we got so much to cover. Bring in a few side topics. But football is really a lot of the focus. If you want racing, you can go to the Robbie Davis Racing Hours Sundays. Coming coming next, coming 2022. Yeah, coming 2022. Rog Meta on Major League Baseball. And uh, maybe equally long show of 11 minutes. Maybe, yeah. <laughs> you, think, you think NASCAR pulls ratings in the South? Wait till you try to throw some baseball in there. Then you'll really get it. So, Take it easy. Braves, man. I love the Braves. For Robbie Davis, Raj Mehta, I'm Randall Cunningham. Welcome. We've enjoyed you watching Rated R. We triple R rated sports. Good I hope night. you guys make money this weekend. Bet on that. Raiders. God bless. Go balls. Raiders. I'm trying to end this. There you go.